Do quarantines and lockdowns hurt our compassion? That's what I'm talking about on this episode of the Driving with Rob podcast. In the previous episode, I talked about empathy and compassion. And if you haven't listened to it yet, you should go back and listen to it first and then come back to this one. Because this is kind of what that empathy and compassion conversation led me to. And the question that I want to pose to you is, do you think that the lockdowns and quarantines are hurting our compassion? Do you think it's hurting your compassion? Do you think it's hurting our collective compassion as a nation, as a culture? Because you see, I think it is. And here's why. Now, as we talked about in the previous episode, sympathy is very close to pity. Except sympathy means I have been in your shoes. I have felt what you felt. Empathy says I am currently feeling what you're feeling. If you're crying, I'm crying with you. That's empathy. Compassion means I feel your pain and I'm going to try to help you. I'm going to try to do something about it. And that's what compassion means. And you hear the word compassion thrown around a lot with the nurses and doctors and emergency people that are taking care of the COVID patients. And I referred to compassion as empathy with legs. Think of compassion as an action, an act of compassion, where you are actively going out and trying to do something to ease somebody else's suffering. And I think all the lockdowns and the quarantines are hurting that. They're hurting that feeling. They're hurting that natural human instinct to help somebody else when they're in trouble. See, one of the problems that I have with all the COVID coverage is it's almost like a premeditated attempt to make us all afraid. To make us all live in fear, to make us all afraid to leave our homes because we might catch it. Well, that's the first thing. Everybody's afraid. Well, if everybody's afraid, where are the heroes, where are the courage and the bravery if everybody's afraid? And let me just say this. I have a problem with the mask-wearing militants. That's what I call them. They're militants. See, they're not just wearing a mask. They want the government or law enforcement or somebody to force everybody else to wear a mask. And the militants will approach you when you're out in public and berate and belittle you because you're not wearing a mask. People on Facebook and Twitter will call you names and say that you're stupid for not wearing a mask. And these militant mask wearers I'm sure in their heads think that forcing everybody to wear a mask is an act of compassion. See, I don't think it is. I think forcing everybody else to wear a mask 
and trying to impose mask-wearing mandates on others is not an act of compassion, it's an act of fear. But because of the media coverage and the way that it's being covered on the news, they feel perfectly and completely justified in taking whatever steps necessary, violent if necessary, to make sure that everybody is wearing a mask. It's from their own fear. It's not from compassion. You think you're doing it to keep everybody safe. And you think you're being compassionate. But it's actually just an expression of fear. Because you're afraid of everybody else now. And see, unlike the lockdowns and the blackouts during World War II, See, those were to keep enemy bombers from finding the heavily populated areas. We have everybody turn their lights off and sit in the dark for fear of enemy bombing raids. And remember, during World War II, during the Blitz, the UK was bombed night after night after night. So when our president and our government leaders said... We're going to have blackouts. We're going to turn our lights off. So the enemy bombers can't see us from the air. That was a very real threat. And staying inside your homes and keeping the lights turned off at night. Yeah, it was fear, but it was a very real threat. And no matter what the news media would have you believe, I don't believe that the COVID virus or the coronavirus, or COVID-19, whatever you want to call it, I don't think that it's as dangerous and doesn't need to be taken as seriously. Because if a bomb drops on your city, it's going to kill everybody indiscriminately. The coronavirus is not killing everybody. And everybody exposed to it is not going to die from it. And the part that the news media never tells you is the extreme majority of people who are exposed to it get sick and get over it. Just like if they had the flu or strep or anything else. And when they give you these outrageous statistics like 20 million infected, see, that's completely misleading. It's not 20 million infected. It's since they started taking tests in January of 2020. There have been 20 million positive tests. Some people who test positive and actually have symptoms are only sick for three or four days. Whether it's because their immune system is that strong or maybe the strain they got was not as dangerous as the strain that other people get, for whatever reason. It's not a human extinction event. Everybody who gets it is not going to die. Everybody who's exposed to it. As a matter of fact, 98% of the people exposed to it never get it. And a lot of the people that test positive for it never have symptoms ever. But anyway, I didn't mean to get sidetracked. Let's go back to compassion See, compassion says, I feel your pain, I see what you're going through, and I'm going to help you. But when you lock down everybody, where are the heroes? When you lock down everybody, 
and you quarantine everybody, there's nobody left to help. Hospital emergency rooms and ICU units are overwhelmed, they say, in the most populous cities in the largest metropolitan areas. But because of the restrictions, you're not letting other agencies and other facilities help the ones they can. Nobody is allowed to go to work except the ICU nurses and doctors. A lot of doctors now are doing virtual doctor visits where they don't actually see the patients. They don't actually take temperatures. They don't actually listen to your heart and your breathing with a stethoscope because they're doing virtual doctor visits now. And the news media keeps telling us that the most deadly dangerous places on earth now are nursing homes. And we can't let you in a nursing home to see grandma. We can't let you come in the hospital room to comfort someone who's hurting. We can't let you take care of your loved ones because you might die. They're discouraging you from showing compassion to the people who need it the most. And what are they telling the rest of us? The doctors and nurses are doing everything they can to do your part. You need to stay home and stay away from other people. And this is what I mean about the lockdowns and quarantines hurting compassion. Because compassion means that I feel your pain. I see your hurt and I'm going to try to help you. Well, if you're told on the evening news that the best way to help is to stay away from everybody else, how can you show compassion on someone else if you're not allowed to be around anyone else? And that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Please click on subscribe and follow. Tell your friends about it. Invite them to listen to the Driving with Rob podcast. All you have to do is a Google search, the Driving with Rob podcast, and you'll find it. Thanks again. Happy New Year. I'll talk to you next time. Bye now.